Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. Hey, I want to personally invite you to our first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's a conference at the Outcomes Rocket and the IU Center for Health Innovation and Implementation Sciences has teamed up on. We're going to put together silo-crushing practices just like we do here on the podcast, except it's going to be live. With inspiring keynotes and panelists to set the tone, we're conducting a meeting where you could be part of drafting the blueprint for the future of healthcare. That's right. You could be a founding member of this group of talented industry and practitioner leaders. Join me and 200 other inspiring health leaders for the first inaugural Healthcare Thinkathon. It's an event that you're not going to want to miss. And since there's only 200 tickets available, you're going to want to act soon. So how do you learn more? Just go to outcomesrocket.health/conference. For more details on how to attend, that's outcomesrocket.health/conference, and you'll be able to get all the info that you need on this amazing healthcare thinkathon. That's outcomesrocket.health/conference. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. I thank you for tuning in, and I welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health/reviews where you could rate and review today's guest because he is an amazing collaborator in healthcare and a good friend. His name is Matt Schwartz. He's the CEO and co-founder at Virgo. They're doing some pretty cool things over there. They're a med tech company startup that is developing a hands-free cloud-based video recording system for colonoscopy. Now, Matt has an amazing history in product management in in healthcare that includes time at Intuitive Surgical, as well as Nuvasive, which is where he and I first met. And so now he's doing his own thing, and I just want to give Matt a warm welcome. And Matt, please fill in any of the gaps of that intro. No, that sounds great. Thanks so much, Saul. It's uh, really a pleasure to chat with you. It's been a couple of years, I think, since we were together at Nuvasive, and it's, uh, it's good to be on the phone with you now. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, brother. So tell me, Matt, we've had a chance to connect, but why did you decide to get into healthcare to begin with? Yeah, sure thing. So my dad is actually a doctor. So for kind of as long as I can remember, medicine has just been a part of my life. I remember when I was a little kid, he'd be preparing for a big surgery and uh, we'd be in the living room. He'd be watching surgical footage on the big screen. So it's like just part of my life ever since growing up. I was always pretty interested in technology and just solving big problems. So the summer after my freshman year, I got an internship out with Nuvasive in the marketing department. And I think it was maybe my first meeting sitting in on a product development meeting. And I just, I fell in love. I was instantly hooked with medical technology and saw it as this great opportunity to solve really big problems that would have a big impact uh, on the world and and help improve people's lives. So Got really excited by that. I went back to school and uh, changed my major to biomedical engineering, and and the rest is really history. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And yeah. and you know while while we were there, listeners, Matt was always coming out with out of the box ideas to help modify certain surgical instruments or implants. And and it's really no surprise to me that he ended up starting his own firm. And so right now, Matt, what would you say a hot topic that needs to be on every medical leader's agenda? And how are you guys addressing that? Yeah, sure thing. So I know from our perspective, there are a lot of, I don't know if you call it buzzwords or hot topics in healthcare that people always harp on. Me and one of my co-founders were just out at HIMSS a few weeks ago and it seemed like interoperability and AI were two really, really hot topics that everyone's talking about. 
I think from our perspective, we like to, I don't know, maybe be a little bit contrarian or, or think about things from first principles. So we are big fans of interoperability and, and AI, but we try to approach it maybe from a different angle. And the thing we really like to think about is better data capture and maybe alternative styles of data capture. So it's no secret that there's a ton of data in the healthcare world. You know, a lot of it is residing in the medical record systems, in PAC systems, radiological images. But we actually believe that if you, if you think back to how EHR got started, how PAC systems got started, there's a lot of great information about what is happening in healthcare, but not necessarily why that stuff is happening. EHRs are kind of, I think you can say, designed to be filling of system of records for billing, not so much for the actual clinical experience. It's not truly documenting what the doctors do. And so, you know, now it comes time where people are seeing all these great advances in AI and what can be done with massive amounts of data. So they're trying to apply that to healthcare. And, and we don't really think it's any surprise that there haven't been massive strides made in applying AI in a clinical setting. And we think that the real reason for that is just because it comes back to the data. The actual data that's being captured isn't truly representative of the sort of information that doctors are using to make clinical decisions. And that's a big part of what we're thinking about at Virgo is how do we capture different data sources that are currently going untapped that maybe reside outside the medical record? And how do we do that in a way that will, over the longer term, lead to really productive clinical applications of AI? That's pretty interesting. And tell us a little bit more about why colonoscopy versus any other thing that you could do. Yeah. So when I first had this idea for doing better video capture in healthcare, in my time at Nuvasive, while I was with Intuitive Surgical, I'd go out to surgeries around the country. And you may remember from our times at Nuvasive, I would, I would um, often try to try to capture the video and edit it into like a marketing piece or a sales tool yes. and found that whenever we could do it, it was really impactful. But it was, it was super hard to actually capture that video footage. So when I ended up leaving Intuitive, my first thought was, oh, great, I'll, I'll call up all the doctors I used to work with, orthopedists, neurosurgeons, laparoscopic surgeons, robotic surgeons. And it turned out that getting them excited about video capture or as excited as I was at the time yeah. was uh, like pulling teeth. They, some of them <laughs> liked it, but it wasn't this resounding enthusiasm that I was really hoping for. And sort of a little bit on a, on a hunch, I called up one of my elementary school friend's dad, who is a gastroenterologist. And yep. for the first time ever, a doctor was like really excited about, about doing this video capture. And in hindsight, it makes a lot of sense to us. Gastroenterology is largely a video-driven specialty. When doctors are doing colonoscopies or upper endoscopy, they're looking at the video screen during yep. the entire procedure. And they nerd out on things like 4K video sensors and the latest and greatest in, in TV monitors. So it's no surprise to us now that they were had this untapped need and untapped demand for video capture. It just hasn't been accessible to them today. And at the same time, it's an incredibly high volume specialty. So it turned out to be a pretty natural fit for what we're working on. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, man. So yeah. today, can you give us an example of how your system or, you know, the things that you guys are doing at Virgo are improving outcomes? Yeah. So, you know, we're still very much a startup. So we're, we're trying to prove how our system can uh, improve outcomes over time. But it's definitely something that we're trying to build into the very nature of Virgo as a company and what, what Virgo is all about. And so one of the things we 
think a lot about is that documentation today for GI endoscopy, we think it's, it's just subpar. So if you take a colonoscopy or an upper endoscopy, it could be 20 minutes long to two hours long. And it's, it's this video, it's a section of video. But at the end of the day, what gets captured in the medical record is distilled down to a few blurry cell images and uh, text notes. And we just think that there's got to be a better way. That, that seems crazy to us. And fundamentally, we believe that doing better documentation will lead to better outcomes. And there's actually some pretty interesting research out of the University of Oklahoma where they instituted a policy of systematic video capture for their endoscopists. Mm-hmm. And what they found is in doing so, just by setting up this policy, they told everyone, we're going to start recording. They took some of the endoscopists that were low performers before the video recording and just sort of miraculously by doing this video capture afterward, it really improved the performance and increased the frequency with which they detected precancerous polyps or adenoma. And that's really interesting to us. The uh, authors sort of hypothesized that it's just the observer effect or the Hawthorne effect, where if you, you know, give a little bit of oversight, you're going to in some way influence the performance, hopefully for the better. And we think that that can be applied at a much broader scale. And that's really just a starting point. You know, step one is to have a little bit of oversight and do a better job documenting what's going on. Step two is actually taking a close look at that documentation and trying to understand where there are areas for improvement. How can we use video for better research, better training, all sorts of different quality improvement initiatives. And then really our our long-term goal in doing this is to create an unbelievable repository of colonoscopy videos and, and other GI endoscopy videos that are incredibly high quality as well as well labeled and well structured. And from that, we think we can use various computer vision and AI principles to derive some new insights and create new technologies along the lines of automated polyp detection and polyp classification, things that will really move the needle forward in healthcare. That's pretty cool, Matt. Uh, very exciting. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating how many companies are starting to apply machine learning or, or deep learning algorithms to technologies like yours to get insights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Matt, tell me something. Um, it's not always been rainbows and sunshines for you. Maybe you could take <laughs> us to a moment where you had a mistake or failure and what you learned from that. Yeah, so uh, I've learned in in the startup world that basically every day is just a series of uh, series of mistakes and trying to pick yourself up off the floor. So that's been really fun. Actually, I think a good example is thinking back to when I was really knocking on doors of the physicians that I'd worked with in the past. When I first quit my job at Intuitive, I was uh, working from the home office, which was the desk next to my bed, and it was pretty trying times. And you know, I was just calling everyone I could possibly get a hold of in my network and it was actually coming up on the holidays. And so people were starting to go dark on me and I was getting pretty worried that this wasn't really going to go anywhere. It wasn't going to take off. So that was, I think, a a bit of a failing and a mistake. I I spent a lot of time just trying to go down the same pathway of talk to doctors and, and try to sell them on the idea as opposed to find an area where maybe the idea had more merit. And like I said, got pretty lucky um, just sort of coincidentally uh, stumbling into gastroenterology and really finding a a lot of room to run there. And things really took off after that. We went to a really popular GI conference and just got linked up with some of the the movers and shakers in the GI world and things took off from there. 
That's pretty awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's so, it's, uh, so it's come a long way. <laughs> yeah, that's so great, man. I'm I'm glad things are working out for you guys and it's exciting and gut wrenching too when you're in a position where you you know you you took the leap and yeah. <laughs> you just didn't know how it was gonna work out, but you stuck in there long enough and that's what you have to do to be able to to see the light on the other side of the tunnel. Yeah, no doubt. Had a uh, had a great support system around me. My uh, now fiance was great. Ah, she was, uh, yeah, thanks. She was uh, super supportive. My parents as well, and uh, and my friends, and the guys that eventually became my co-founders too. It's a really important part of sticking things out. That's awesome, man. Hey, tell yeah. us about a within Virgo, a project mm -hmm. that you're working on that you're excited about. Yeah, so something we are super excited about is incorporating voice control and voice capture into the video product itself. So we initially identified this you know, major need in GI endoscopy where there's all this video and people don't have a good way to capture it. Um, if they want to do it today, they need like these archaic DVD recording systems. It's a huge pain. And along the way, we have learned from the doctors we're working with that there's other challenges that they face and, and areas where some new technology and kind of the just digitization can really improve their workflow. So today, in order for doctors to use our system, they basically have to be also connected to a internet browser, whether it's on a desktop or a mobile phone. And it requires a little bit of clicking to tell the system to start and stop that they're doing a new procedure. And something we're developing right now, working on, is the ability for doctors to control the video recordings just with the sound of their voice. So they nice. can basically say... Let's Virgo, let's, uh, let's get a new procedure going. They set up the new procedure with voice. Then they can say Virgo start to start a clip, Virgo stop to stop a clip. And I think the thing that we're all most excited about is that they can then say Virgo take my note. And when they say Virgo nice. take my note, they can actually dictate in real time what it is that they're seeing and doing in the procedure. And the reason that's so impactful is when doctors are you know, in the middle of a procedure, They've got gloves on, their hands are full, they can't be bothered to you know, turn around and operate a computer at the same time. And that's where voice becomes so powerful. They can just say exactly what it is that they're seeing or doing. And in today's workflow, when GIs finish up the colonoscopy, say, they take their gloves off and the first thing they go do is sit down at the computer and review all those still images and type up the notes from memory. And the fact that they're doing Jeez. it from memory, yeah, I think it's important that they're doing it from memory because while doctors are amazing and, and people have great memories, we all know memory is not perfect. And it's pretty challenging to try to remember every little thing that happened during the course of a procedure, where certain polyps were located. Right. It's pretty taxing and, and time consuming. And so we think with voice control, there's a huge opportunity to automate that part of the doctor's workflow so that when they take their gloves off, the procedure note is just ready to go for them to review and submit to the medical record. So we think that's going to be just incredible technology. The doctors we're working with are super excited about it. Well, definitely game-changing, Matt. I mean, so many hours are spent in front of the computer. And, you know, as physicians, yeah. you don't want to do that. You want to take care of patients. Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I think it's totally. so cool that, that this capability, you guys are building in this capability and super exciting for physicians to be able to be more, more efficient with their time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, more efficient with their time. And the other piece, it's not just the efficiency, but we think actually the accuracy of the notes will improve. I remember when I was a little kid, my dad would have to dictate his cases. 
And it was so time consuming that oftentimes he would like save up a week's worth of cases and then do it on the couch over the weekend. Yeah. And I'm sure he did a great job, but it's, it's hard to remember all the nuanced details of what goes on in the clinical encounter. And we think it's just a, a better approach to try to capture that data as it's actually happening and really make sure that, that as much beneficial data is captured as possible. Yeah, man. And you know, to your point, this is an application that could go beyond the uh, colonoscopy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're starting with uh, colonoscopy and GI but we, we think there's other areas in healthcare that could really benefit from this. Essentially, anywhere that there's video data being generated or potentially audio data being generated in healthcare that's not being captured today, the underlying technology is really applicable. It's just a matter of figuring out the right way to bring the technology to market. So some of the other areas we're thinking about, OBGYN is a really popular one where it's not just on the surgical side with laparoscopic hysterectomy and other procedures, but also prenatal sonograms or ultrasounds. Right now, it's another thing that's kind of stuck in the dark ages a little bit where as patients, you go in for the ultrasound and you leave with like a little Polaroid printout of, yeah. of the picture. I've talked to, I've got a lot of friends that are kind of going through the uh, pregnancy process now and I've asked them, video something you'd be interested in. And just about unanimously, they say, yes, they would love to have a video of the ultrasound clip. that they could yeah, exactly. A clip, they could share it on Facebook, on YouTube, whatever they yeah. might want to do with it. And then also from the clinical side, the fact that that video is not being captured right now, we think is uh, just a disservice to overall public health. Man, that is so cool and exciting. So thank yeah. you for sharing that. And, and listeners, yeah, of course. this is pretty awesome stuff. And you know, if you're thinking about how you can do innovative things in your facility, if you're a provider, Definitely at the end of the podcast, we'll have Matt share his information so that you guys could reach out. Matt, Definitely. let's pretend we're building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine today, the 101 of Matt Schwartz. So we're going to write out a syllabus and I've got four questions for you, lightning round style, followed by a book and a podcast that you recommend to the listeners. Ready? Very cool. <laughs> All right. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? So I think I'd be lying if I said I knew the answer to that. I'm uh, still a fairly young guy, you know, only been in the industry for maybe 10 years, but something that several of my mentors have preached to me and that has really resonated is the importance of clinical competency. And what I mean by that is that real clinical understanding, if you put in the time and work, is accessible to really anyone. It's not just physicians that can understand the clinical landscape, but it does take a lot of work. And I think it's important to approach it really scientifically. So that means doing things like reading scientific journals and medical journals, and not just cherry picking the articles that you like or the pieces that you like, but really understanding the strengths and weaknesses of different studies. It also means going to medical conferences and engaging with physicians and healthcare administrators and listening to them have engaging conversations and debates. And the other big piece is to actually spend time in various healthcare settings. This was something, you know, even when I was like a, just an intern at Nuvasive, they would throw me into cadaver labs with physicians. Mm -hmm. And just, just to be an observer and try to gather that information was really critical. And then beyond that, you know, going into operating rooms, observing surgery is always incredibly enlightening. Also, you know, just hanging around hospitals, being in the waiting room, going down to the serial processing department, meeting as many folks in, in healthcare as possible. And even shadowing doctors during clinic. That was something I did a few times in my career. And every time I did it, I just came away with these little pearls of wisdom that 
wouldn't have captured otherwise. And I think in order to contribute to improving healthcare, it's important to have that well-rounded background of the healthcare space. For sure. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Yeah. So I think actually sort of ties in to the, the last question where if you're going to go around and solicit all this feedback and solicit opinions, you will hear a lot of different things. And especially in the healthcare space, you'll find that a lot of people have really strong opinions one way or the other. And with that, it can be easy to fall into this trap of sort of like feedback whiplash, where someone tells you something, it sounds great. And then the next day, someone tells you something completely different. And it can be easy to lose focus through that and keep chasing just the most recent bit of feedback. And what I think is important is to try to always take a step back and be the synthesizer of that information. You can't always follow everyone's little anecdote, but you can try to take them in aggregate and kind of parse out some overriding insights that are useful. A great takeaway. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? So I think this comes down to just constantly remaining curious. Curiosity is another thing that you know, my mentors tried to always instill in me and the best physicians that I've ever worked with in industry have always been the ones that are the most curious because I think it, it causes you to never settle or be complacent. And so it's something that we've tried to instill in, as an organization. You know, we're still pretty small. There's seven of us now on the team. And I think we're just inherently a pretty curious bunch. But as we grow, that curiosity is something I want to try to continue to foster one of the things we're going to be actually working on this quarter is rolling out a colon class, which is sort of modeled off of the spine exam that we used to have at, at Nuvasive, where everyone in the company was required to learn you know, spinal anatomy, spinal procedures, what technologies out there on the market, what the surgical procedures are like. And I thought that was just incredible. It created this common language and enabled everyone in the company, regardless of what you're doing, to be curious about how things can be improved. And so we're excited to get that started with Virgo and hope it's going to foster a lot of curiosity down the road. That's awesome. Hey, uh, what's one area of focus that should drive everything in a healthcare company? It may sound obvious, but I think the answer has to be patient outcomes. It's at the end of the day, everything always comes back to the patient. There's a ton of stakeholders in healthcare, obviously the physicians, the provider, the, the payers, you got hospitals, but at the end of the day, everyone's really reporting to the patient. And if you keep that in mind and, and keep that as true north, I think it'll go a long way. That's definitely the reason we started Virgo was to improve patient outcomes. It's in our mission statement is to use video capture, data capture, and AI to ultimately improve outcomes when it comes to colorectal cancer and other GI disorders. So I think that's, that's always going to be number one. Love it, Matt. That's so awesome. And talk to us about a book and a podcast that you recommend to the listeners. All right. So my favorite book of all time is called The Elegant Universe by Brian Greene. And it's a book about cosmology and general relativity and quantum mechanics and string theory, theoretical physics in general. And it sounds like, you know, a pretty heavy topic, but it was written to be just absolutely engaging and accessible to anyone. So I think I read, I read the book when I was, I don't know, maybe 13 or 14, like eighth grade or freshman year of high school. So I couldn't really follow along with the, much of the math, but the examples are just, they're just so well explained and accessible to the layperson. And the part that I just love about the book is when you start to look at the world outside of our everyday scale. So like things that are on our scale of speed and time and distance, everything feels 
just intuitive at that level. But when you step outside that scale, things get really, really counterintuitive really quickly. And that just, it blew my mind. And I think it's a, I think it's a great lesson to take for really everything, even in the business world, you know, when you're solving small challenges or kind of normal scale challenges, the answer might be intuitive. But when you try to step outside of that and do things that are really big and impact whole systems or whole populations, a lot of times the solution is going to be counterintuitive. So it's all the more important to be really rigorous and scientific in the way you approach solving it. It's awesome. A good book. And uh, what podcast? Oh, podcast. So, oh man, there's so many podcasts I love. I, I, I think the first podcast I ever listened to is the Bill Simmons, the BS Report, which is an ESTN podcast. And that nice. got me hooked when I was in college. But I'd say right now, my favorite podcast is called The Waking Up Podcast by Sam Harris. He's uh, just a super intellectual guy. I've been reading his book since I was, uh, since I was a young kid too. And just think he has a really, really rational approach to just about everything he does. He's super well thought out. He has really interesting guests on the podcast, covers a, a wide range of topics from religion and politics all the way to meditation and Buddhism. So I uh, would highly recommend <laughs> anyone check it out. <laughs> that's awesome. Sounds like a really good one, Matt. Appreciate those recommendations. And listeners, yeah, don't worry right. about jotting it down. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Virgo. And you're going to be able to find the show notes as well as a transcript of our conversation, links to the book, links to the podcast, as well as Matt's company. Matt, this has been a ton of fun. I'd love if you could just share a closing thought with the listeners and the best place where they could get in hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, first of all, just wanted to say thanks again for having me on. It's been an absolute, absolute blast. Really enjoyed the conversation. I guess as a closing thought, I would just ask the listeners out there to, uh, to stay curious and stay hungry. There's Obviously, an incredible amount of progress still to be made in the healthcare world, and you never know where great ideas are going to come from. Oftentimes, they're just hiding in plain sight. So would encourage anyone that's just interested in making a difference, spend some time and, and reflect on the healthcare world and try to engage in some deep thought and see what you can come up with. So as far as the easiest way for folks to get in touch with me, would love to hear from any of the listeners out there. We're constantly looking for like-minded folks that are excited about what we're building at Virgo. So the easiest way to contact me, my Twitter is at iAstrophoto. So a little bit of a strange handle. I'm a <laughs> amateur astronomy enthusiast and do a little Very bit of cool. astrophotography. So started my Twitter handle with a, a feed about taking photos of space through my telescope with an iPhone. So at nice. iAstrophoto on Twitter. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome, Matt. Listeners, there you have it. Uh, I've got the best place to contact Matt. Also, stay curious. What a great message from him today. And Matt, just want to say thank you again for spending time with us. Looking forward to staying in touch. Awesome. Thanks so much, Saul. Thanks for tuning in to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. If you want the show notes, inspiration, transcripts, and everything that we talked about on this episode, just go to outcomesrocket.health. And again, don't forget to check out the amazing Healthcare Thinkathon, where you can get together to form the blueprint for the future of healthcare. You can find more information on that and how to get involved in our theme, which is implementation is innovation. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash conference. That's outcomesrocket.health slash conference. Be one of the 200 that will participate. Looking forward to seeing you there.